It's the Big Wake Up Call. I'm Ryan Gatenby, and time for my next guest. She is a best-selling author, a professor, human rights activist, and former first daughter. She is the host of a brand new podcast, In Fact, with Chelsea Clinton, and we're going to visit with Chelsea Clinton. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for calling in today. How are things going where you are? Uh, I'm in New York. Uh, Things are good, Um, and it's great to talk with you um, in Chicago today. I appreciate you choosing radio to promote your podcast. I get a feeling growing up you were a big uh, public radio listening family. Oh, my gosh. We listened to so much radio when I was a kid. Um, My mom always had on um, NPR, local public radio, um, and my dad also listened to lots of like radio news and admittedly also lots of music. Um, so the radio uh, was just uh, kind of part of the context of my life as a kid. Now, was that part of the inspiration to launch the podcast, thinking about uh, a radio background and the communications, the way it's, it's, it's very an, an intimate form of communication. And I think if a podcast is done correctly, it's very much the same way. I think you can reach the listener directly and uh, personally. Oh, absolutely, Ryan. So, you know, I think I um, kind of was so comfortable consuming um, information and also uh, entertainment, you know, on podcasts as kind of podcasts really, you know, took off, you know, now years ago. And now clearly, you know, there are so many wonderful podcasts on so many different topics because I'd grown up listening to radio. So, you know, I've, I've heard some friends say they really had to adjust or adapt or learn how to listen to podcasts. And I think, thankfully, I didn't have have to do that because I had listened to so much radio, you know, as a kid and had already really listened to radio, you know, as an adult. Um, and, you know, just thinking about um, what I have so uh, enjoyed, uh, even sometimes when the topics are really hard, but so enjoyed over the last, like, 15, 16 months, you know, have often been uh, sharing books on tape with my kids, although I guess they're really books on Audible, not like an old-fashioned cassette, um, and and the real um, proliferation of, of podcasts on everything from, you know, kind of history to culture to food to, of course, um, health. And with your experience, you could have chosen many topics to do a podcast. There's many things I think you could you could talk to people about, many guests you could bring in. So what was your reason for deciding to mainly go with public health issues? Well, Ryan, I think, you know, during COVID-19, we have more people paying attention to public health than certainly at any other point in, sure. in my lifetime. And yet, I think often um, public health is is framed as just being about the pandemic, when actually there are a lot of other public health issues um, happening in spite of the pandemic, um, whether we're thinking about how climate change affects public health or we're thinking about uh, the real crisis of substance use um, disorders and addiction in our country or we're thinking about uh, the crisis of gun violence uh, and uh, firearm injury in our country um, and and so many other topics. And so I you know, hope that while people are paying attention to public health because of the pandemic often, you know, we're able to kind of broaden out um, how how people understand public health and help inform people with um, kind of what they really need to make good decisions, I hope, for themselves and their families on, on other issues beyond COVID-19 as well. It certainly has 
highlighted some of the public health issues in Chicago when we see such a disparity of access to health and even access to the vaccines in uh, in some of the more uh, underserved communities? We know that um, we continue, candidly, to fail on, on vaccine equity around the country of ensuring that um, everyone everywhere has, uh, yes, equal access to vaccinations, but also ensuring that uh, the communities and the people who were hardest hit by the pandemic are given um, meaningful priority to be able to easily access uh, the COVID-19 vaccines. And we haven't done well really anywhere on either of those kind of you know, equity dimensions. Um, and we are doing better, um, but we still have so much more work to do to ensure that we are you know, taking vaccines to people um, because we know that for a lot of people, you know, having a vaccine that even is blocks away isn't sufficient. You know, working with employers to ensure that employees have the time off they need to get vaccinated, the time off they may need in case, you know, they're tired or have a headache after a vaccine while their immune system is working to build up uh, immunity to help protect against a, a possible COVID infection in the future. Um, and that we also are, you know, building, um, kind of building approaches and, and building kind of, you know, off of what has worked and hopefully what will continue to work better for COVID-19 vaccinations, you know, ways to then help better vaccinate people against the flu, you know, better reach people for other, you know, public health uh, programs in the future. So I think it's both what we need to do for the here and now and what we need to do better for the here and now. And then also how hopefully that helps us, you know, continue to um, reach people where they are um, to help them get the, the services and the um, and the shots, quite literally, but also kind of other things that, that they they would need to help improve improve their health and then improve our shared public health into the future. Do you have any episodes recorded or any uh, plan coming up discussing mental health? Because I believe the pandemic has certainly highlighted that we weren't doing enough in this country to begin with. I don't know why mental health sometimes is is seen as something we can't discuss, but if we needed it at any time, we certainly need it now because we're looking at perhaps a generation of of kids and young adults that are, are going to be uh, have have some serious issues in the future. So, Ryan, and uh, I think in a couple weeks we have an episode on kids' mental health um, because, you know, while you and I are talking here in May, um, it's Mental Health Awareness Month, and yet we still don't talk, I think, enough about mental health in our country and kind of really uh, kind of work to destigmatize conversations around mental health, uh, both so that people ask for the help they need, um, so they know how to ask for the help they need, they know who to ask for the help they need, and that um, we also, as 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 friends, as family members, for kind of you know mental health professionals, also are able to offer the help you know that that people may not feel comfortable asking for. And you know, for your question, uh, Brian, about kind of the how this is affecting you know a whole generation, we know that um, COVID nineteen has now been classified you know as an adverse childhood experience as a trauma for all kids in our country and of course the pandemic has fallen um more heavily on some kids than others you know kids who have have lost a parent kids who've lost a grandparent um kids who haven't been able to be on remote school because 
uh, they haven't had reliable internet connections or a reliable device to connect to the internet. Um, kids whose parents may have lost their job, kids who, you know, may be now experiencing, you know, hunger or homelessness. So I think it's really important that while we acknowledge that this has um, been a trauma for all kids, it's been so much more traumatic for some kids than others. And we need to be investing in supporting kids and supporting kids' recovery and helping kids to um, feel comfortable being able to talk about how they're feeling, to recognize that, you know, how they're feeling about what's happened over the last, you know, 15, 16 months also may change over their, over their own lives. You know, kids may need different resources in five years to deal with the aftermath of the pandemic than they will need, you know, in, in five months. So I couldn't agree more that we need to be doing more on mental health. And I couldn't agree more that we especially need to be doing more on, on kids' mental health, um, including to help kids deal with the trauma of the pandemic. And the new podcast, In Fact with Chelsea Clinton, it's available on all popular podcast platforms, of course, hosted by my guest, Chelsea Clinton. And thank you so much for being on our show today. This was nice. Thank you so much for having me.